Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are pleased to bring you another fun episode of Moms Who Say the F Word. We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. Now on with the show. Holy moly, we made it two weeks in a row of recording. Did you say holy moly? I did. did. (laughs) Two weeks, friend. Two weeks in a row we've actually done it. This Okay, I do want to blame. Okay, some of it is quarantine and lazy, right? The other part of it is this bitch over here, Miss Courtney, has decided that she needs to go camping every other fucking weekend. So it fucks up our schedule. And like, of course, like her birthday is this week. So she gets a pass, whatever. I am... <clears throat> anyway, so that's why we are so we're blaming me. Yeah, well, half, half, half. half. The other thing, I, I mean, we really have to admit that we're both having stupid fucking internet problems. That's the other. Problem. Oh my god, this week not good, not good at no, all. No, I was going to tear good. the modem out of the fucking wall, and I know it's not the modem's fault. It's some other underlying thing, which I will say. Every time our internet guy comes out, because I'm not going to call them out, because they've actually been, their customer service has been really, really nice to me, and I, I don't want to throw any shade their way. But um, the guy that comes out, he goes, you realize the box that they put in your garage is not made for outdoors, and it's really hot here. Well, no shit, Sherlock. You're like the fourth person that's come out here, looked at it, kind of gave a funny look, and was like, moved on. Didn't like try to re- fix it or anything like that. He goes, no, they should have fixed this. You should only have to have your unit on the outside of your house. And I'm like, what? I don't understand any of that, what you're saying. Just fucking fix it. So he was super nice. He fixes it. He shows me exactly what he did, why he did it. He's like, I don't understand why they didn't do it like this in the first place. He's like, you see my truck? I'm like, yes. He was like, anybody that doesn't have that truck shouldn't be working on your internet. And I'm like, okay. But your company was like fully like short on people when I had this house built And that's all they could get was like these contractor type people that don't actually work for the company to come out and do things. And what pisses me off is I think I gave those people drinks when they were here. (laughs) If I remember right, I think Uh, I gave them each a beer. (laughs) Screw you people. Yeah. Yeah. But what is the deal with, okay, so it's interesting you say that the third time. So third time's a charm for us too. And here's the thing. So we did not, we aren't bougie like you. We didn't build our house. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. We moved in. Uh, I think my house was born, I don't know, like, let's say 15 years or so after it was built or whatever. It's not like a super old house or whatever. Um, but we have had problems with our internet since we moved in, basically. There's always been some sort of issue. The first time I had a dude show up on my doorstep from the company saying my house was causing an issue in the entire neighborhood. I was like, wait, what? Like, how is that even possible? But because, (laughs) like, I'm in the front of the neighborhood or whatever it was. So the guy, so here's what ended up happening. He's like, well, there should be a panel that shows the splitter for the cable. And I go, a panel? He's like, yeah, it's usually like in a closet, maybe in a behind a bathroom door. And I'm like, okay, well, let's let's go through the house. Let's find this panel. There's no fucking panel in my house. I don't care what this dude's talking about. <laughs> the fucking panel doesn't exist. So then he basically tells me, well, you'll have to figure it out. And he leaves. Wow. I shit you not, he leaves. So then the second guy shows up, probably a few years later, This time it wasn't our fault, but we were having, well, we weren't causing problems in the entire neighborhood, but there was some other issue. And he, he goes up into the attic and it turns out that because I guess originally when this house was built, they have like cable outlets in the different rooms, but we don't use any of them, right? Everything's Wi-Fi. We stream everything, whatever. Right. 
So he finds where the splitter is. He replaces something there, replaces something downstairs. It starts to work better. Okay, cool. Well, then this week, the company itself is claiming that there's outages every day from 12 to 3. Don't tell me that somebody's not out there fucking around from 12 to 3. If you're watching porn in my town from 12 to 3, fucking stop. Because I don't know what's happening. But from 12 to 3, every day this week, our Wi-Fi has dropped. That's crazy. It is insane, right? And the kids are going to go back to school. And from 12 to 3 is school time. No, no, so... no, no. I mean, what's crazy is who watches porn from 12 to 3? <laughs> Hell. That's just, my, that's just my guess. I don't know. <laughs> so the guy comes out yesterday. First guy to go, well, look, you've got a lot of noise on your line, so let's just figure out why that is. And I'm like, oh, noise? Like, how do you get noise on your line? I'm like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So he goes through this. He goes, look, here's the deal. If I do this, and he basically ran a brand new line from the outside box right to where the the cable outlet is downstairs, Uh because that's where our... He goes, no more noise. All done. And I was like, what? Why the fuck didn't anyone else do this? And he goes, well... I wasn't here. And I go, so basically what you're telling me is other people didn't want to do work. I just hate that they all don't have the same answer. You know what I mean? That too. Like, what the fuck? Right. You guys should all have the same work ethic. Let's get it right the first time so we don't have to keep coming out to this bitch's house. Right. Do you want to keep dealing with me? Because I get angry. Seriously. Ugh. I don't understand Anyways. why they keep doing it. But, you know. Ugh. So I got to tell you about this product that I just got um, on Thursday. Okay. Uh-oh. Um so I don't know if you know this, but I subscribe to Mighty Nest, okay, because I was on this whole kick of I want to be better to the environment and I want to, you know, bring bags to my grocery store, which you cannot do now, <laughs> and then bag my own vegetables in their own little organic mesh baggies. Again, can't do that now. <laughs> Damn quarantine. But anyways, they send you like... um I don't know, like things that are made organically, but also things that are good for the environment. Um, They send you all kinds of things monthly, okay? So basically, it's $11 a month, and I was like, okay, well, I'll try this out. So I subscribed to them, and then, so they just sent me this product called All Good Goop. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, it's a little little jar of All Good Goop, all right? I thought Goop... Goop. G-O-O-P. I thought that was, I thought it was linked for some reason to um, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, you know, because Goop. You've heard of that, right? Goop? Being- well, all I heard was that she made candles that apparently smell like her like vagina. vagina. Right. And I, I no. stopped following around that time. So I looked into it. No, this company has nothing to do with that company. So I was like, oh, okay. well then what is this? Because let me tell you something. If you ever go on goop.com for Gwyneth stuff. Gwyneth shit is fucking expensive. Okay. It's really expensive. Like she sells clothes, she sells makeup products, but it's all like $500, $600. I'm like, um, what? I'm like, it don't matter. The vagina candles sold out. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand people who bought the vagina candles. If any of our listeners (laughs) bought a vagina, vagina candle, please email us. I want to know. Yeah. I I want to know. I want to know too. But anyways, it's all good goop. Okay. I have some ratchet, feet okay like the backs <laughs> of my feet are oh my god horrendous this isn't going where i thought they're it was so going. Ba- they're so bad courtney like uh my husband you know god love him he rubs my feet for me he's really sweet he'll touch their nastiness and i mean they're really really bad like have you ever had your feet crack where like it actually like catches on the sheet or cuts the sheet open yeah that's me um oh, so it's bad all right i put this shit on there just yesterday or the day before the next morning, totally nice. 
I couldn't believe it. I've never seen a product work that magically before. So of course, I go on and I try to find this company and I find what the product is and how much it is for that little jar. It's only $13. I'm like, I need well, to buy like 58 of these things because clearly I don't ever want them to run out. But it's all natural products. I don't understand. Like I've, I've tried everything. I have spent $70 on a tube of whatever just to heal my cracked heels and it doesn't work. So if you have cracked heels and they're really bad, all good goop is the way to go just so you guys know all right so uh my husband right now uh is doing pretend football league right now i don't know what you what do you call it you know it's it's made up teams like it's not real i don't fucking know fantasy Fantasy yes okay fantasy Fantasy football football. that's what he's doing right now and i'm like how long is this gonna take he's like well it's hours okay last night he was hours researching players and things like that and i'm like this shit better pay off that's all i'm saying okay so what's like the grand prize or whatever fuck if i know he just you know i i know a lot of men do this i know it's fun and whatever i just wish there was a girl equivalent like we just don't have that you know Uh, we just don't no no i can't even think i mean i guess we could participate in fantasy football but i don't care that much about all the (laughs) other teams or players so why would i do that yeah, so I really don't understand it. And, I, and it, it, you're right, though. Every time they do that, they spend hours doing it, and it just seems like such an annoying process. Yeah, well, and I watched that show, The League. Do you remember when that was on? And it was kind of – it was really funny, actually, and there was – one of the wives was actually pretty good at fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> was she playing for her husband? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I wish I could be like that wife, but no, I'm not. It's not my jam. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't feel like we can start this week without one announcement or just acknowledging the passing of um, Chadwick Boseman, our uh, our king, our Wakanda king. That's right. Black Panther. I am. I have to say that it is so heartbreaking to see young. I mean, he was only. I think he's like your age, or he's not very old at all. Like a young guy. Yeah. Pass away. You know, fuck cancer. All sorts of cancers. Fuck them all. I'm with all of you on that. Um, but for me, the hardest part of these type of deaths is having to tell my kids. Yeah. Uh, my my boys love Black Panther. Absolutely love it. And they were looking forward to Black Panther 2. And I have a feeling that I would hope uh, that they will basically rewrite that whole story to come up with a different story so that they aren't recasting him. Because right. it yeah. is such a big deal. I, I posted this on Facebook and, you know... The thing is, Black Panther, the story of Black Panther has been in comics for a long time. It was created a long time ago. It's he, That character has been around. But I think that the movie, the actual Marvel movie with uh, Chadwick Boseman as being Black Panther and being a king was such a huge representation um, for the American, you know, black community that it is so sad to see them lose somebody that uh, they really looked up to. You know, yeah. he he worked really hard and obviously he had lots of other great um, movies. I just haven't seen all of them. And uh, but he was recognized by people like uh, Barack Obama mentioned him. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I saw it in a story that Denzel Washington actually paid for his education. Wow. Didn't yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot of uh, new things, which I think is really great. But um, 
it's just really sad. So fuck cancer and fuck cancer for taking people and fuck 2020. <laughs> right. I just can't. Like, what is with 2020? It couldn't have gotten any worse. Like, what? I just don't understand. I know. You know, the start of our year was, um, you know, the loss of Black Mamba. And now yeah. the Black Panther. I mean, yeah, he's done other movies and things like that. Um, but, you know, this one will be the one that everybody gravitates towards, especially because he was the king. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, just not to get into into it too much about you know BLM or anything like that but truly I think this is a big marker this year um for for African Americans for for any you know any race that feels that oppression I think that you know what and I haven't seen the whole movie I feel bad that I have not seen all of Black Panther I just started it today um but I just think you know what it says for you know kids you know like Courtney and I were talking about this earlier about how we buy things and like finding things that are, you know, more towards our children. Right. Um, like, so ours is simple. I have dark hair, I have light skin, but even when I was a little kid, there wasn't a princess. I mean, there was snow white, but there wasn't any, like, you know, there was Ariel. Most, most dolls and things like that had blonde hair. There wasn't like a marker for anything different, right? Um, and then, like, you know, I was talking to Courtney earlier today, and we were talking about how her daughter, you know, also has kind of the same thing, where it is kind of hard to find dolls of, of different, unless you want to pay a fortune and, you know, go pay American Doll to make the doll look exactly like your child. I just think, you know, Disney doing what they, you know, have done with Marvel and just bringing it full circle and just making, you know, that movie in itself, was a huge thing when it came out. When did that movie come out? Like 2018? 2018. 2018. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, yeah. humongous, you know, and now it's just, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. Like I, it's very emotional and it's just, it is sad. And when you have to tell your children, you know, that somebody great has passed and, you know, for them, for children, you know, yes, he's an actor. Yes. It's just a movie, but it's bigger than life for them at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? It's not like, um, especially the scary times that we're living in, that they're right. seeing, right? Yeah. Like the first is, thing my kids asked blow. was, yeah, the first thing my kids asked was, was it COVID? <laughs> I said no, you know, right. it was cancer. Right. But my, yeah, my middle minion kept asking me, is it, is, are, you're just kidding, right? That's not true. That must, that's not real news, right? And I'm like, no, honey, it, it's real. And I really wanted to tell them before they saw it themselves on some stupid YouTube video or something. And, you know, it, it is, like I said, it's representation that, that kids of the, the black community have. And I, and I hope that they continue to watch that movie over and over again and feel that way. And you're right. When it comes to um, dolls, I can't imagine being that child that has that different colored skin and never seeing representation of yourself and the right. things that, that you want to play with. And, and the difficulties that I have are stupid. They're, they're not even amount to the same thing. So when I try to think of that multiplied by like a skin difference, it's so annoying to even think about because like my daughter, she has dark, dark hair. And when I look at like, let's talk about Barbie, for instance, all the best Barbies, like the fun Barbies are blonde, right? All of them are. And I try to always buy my daughter dark haired Barbies so that she has something that's like her. Right. And I know that there are parents out there with little, you know, adorable children that have dark skin and they struggle to find representation for their children in toys. And so this yep. is just uh, such a hard blow and sad because I can't imagine that the wonderful work he would have done, you know, with the rest of his life. So I'm sad to see the king go, but you yes. know, 
there was I think there's a line in Wakanda uh, in, in, about Wakandans or whatever that death is not the end it's the beginning so hopefully that's how it works for him too um, oh no he's definitely his legacy will will be pretty great I believe so yeah um, it's gonna be he's gonna be even bigger <laughs> yeah right so but may he rest in peace yes all right we should get, probably get started I think oh I forgot we're recording hmm. <laughs> weird my bad weird I got kind of like you know emotional and <laughs> somber <laughs> should we just be done now I don't know I it's know sad. should we it just and it is really sad I mean a lot oh god you're right 2020 fuck 2020 it's been such a sad year, but yes, let's let's get into it. All right, so I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one cub. I've been married to my husband for 11 years now. I am setting a quarantine record going seven full days without washing my hair and no dry shampoo. <laughs> no dry shampoo either, okay? Like, it's full on. This is all natural, baby. <laughs> but uh, that's how flipping crazy this last week was. It was... <laughs> so stupid uh but today will be the day that my hair finally gets a much needed washing but you know what i think i can probably save a lot of money if i just only wash my hair four times a month (laughs) wow okay well i'm just i'm not okay um i'm courtney the working mom to three minions i have two boys and then my daughter is my youngest and you know i've always said that i had wanted an even number of children however Mm -hmm. my daughter put a halt to that my kids are just, uh, they got more opinion opinionated as I had them. So a fourth <laughs> probably would have pushed me to drugs. I would mm. have been a druggie at that point. It's just too far. <laughs> um, I've been happily married for 12 years. But um, honestly, there's not a whole lot bad that I can say about my husband. After all these years, he's just learned to let me have my way. So I think I'll keep him. It's a good it's idea. A good thing. Yeah. It is. Um, So I'm pretty sure Paris has mentioned before how much she loves New Orleans. Mm. And um, but the only time I've actually been there was on a work trip with Paris. Mm. And we decided it would be fun to take an evening walking ghost tour. Um, (laughs) Yes. We came away with one story that we have been pretty much obsessed with ever since. Um, Obsessed is not even close to the word of of what we are at with this level. But New Orleans is so full of history and it's so intriguing to us. I love New Orleans. I can't stress that enough. So it is probably my top five cities in the world. In the world. Okay. world. The world. Okay, so the work trip uh, Courtney is talking about was full of many, many, many hilarious stories. Uh, But the walking ghost tour thing (laughs) is one you should absolutely do if you are ever in New Orleans. First of all, we were drinking. I know, it's shocking. I'll let you guys let that absorb for a minute. Um, (laughs) But after about hurricane, and that's a drink, hurricane number two, number two, um... It just starts to feel like drinking Kool-Aid, in my opinion. It goes down really, really easy. But we met our guide at this really cool bar. Now, I remember the bar because of my very first experience with a shrimp po' boy. Okay? If you've not had one of these things, please go order it wherever you can find one. It's amazing. Um, But, of course, it's the best in New Orleans. Um, I was only, like... I don't know how many drinks I was actually in by then, but I was super hungry. That's all I really remember. And I was drunk enough to eat from what I'm sure was a rat infested bar. And oh my heavens, that stupid po' boy was one of the best things I had ever eaten. Like ever. Which is why, you know, why is it that food tastes so good? 
from places like that where you're sure they got the F rating on the health health inspection report. Like you're so <laughs> sure of it, but you're still going to eat there because you know the food's going to be bomb. I mean, let's to be super honest, though, about that bar. The one thing I remember about it the most is that it was so dark. Yeah. And I think it was like the whole like it just was meant to make you feel that way. Maybe when the lights were on, it would have been better. And I mean, hurricanes. How do you not mention the freaking grenade drinks that you that had you dancing from bar to bar? Oh, are we not talking about that? Mm -hmm. Is that no? No. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. It was one time, Courtney. Just it was only one drink was, that you needed. I know. Remember? Because he would only give me the little girl drink. He gave because you the big girl, the big drink. girl drink. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, honey, you can't handle the one that she's getting. I'm like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Like, you judgy asshole. Give me my fucking drink. Anyways. So anyway, after I finished scarfing down the damn sandwich, uh, the tour began. Now, it's no, it's worthy to note that not even five minutes into the damn tour, the damn tour, Courtney and I had already gotten into trouble. Yep, that's us. So for those of you that do go on this walking tour in New Orleans, make sure that you don't sit on anyone's stoop or lean on any property that you are in front of. Yes, it sounds silly, but I guess I understand it. Um, since they do these walking tours every single damn night, and if I was the owner of some of these places, that shit would get kind of annoying. People constantly sitting or leaning on your property. I don't know how I was going to destroy a wrought iron like stoop thing that had been there since the 1800s. But okay. Um, I was on good behavior after that. I just want to put that out there. But at the time, I was annoyed that with this guy acting like there was, you know, like it was a fucking museum that we were walking through. I'm like, dude, if this was a museum, I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I know how I know museum etiquette. God damn it. <laughs> well, we were drinking. So anyone yelling at it like at us at this point is just going to annoy us. Yeah. And I I actually have a pretty healthy fear of the dark. Yeah. I'm <laughs> almost 40 and I still hate the dark. So this walking tour was downright creepy just from it being like a group of people walking around the dark hearing ghost stories. So yeah. It was, it was good like that. Yeah. So there were a number of crazy ass stories on this tour. Like the first one that we were standing in front of like just a normal looking apartment. Apparently some dude got fed up with his wife and cut her up into pieces. And instead of disposing of her entire body, um, he put her into the piano bench. I was like, how small was this bitch? <laughs> piano benches. I'm looking at the one behind me. It's not very big. Well, I, I don't know. If you think about it, once you chop someone up, oh, Lord. you could arrange the pieces however you damn well please. Oh, so God. I'm guessing like if you're really good at something like tetris hiding body parts in a piano bench like it could be a piece of cake not that i've put a lot of thought into this i have not put a lot of thought into this this is just my random thought of that i mean come that on. was super that was super specific <laughs> just saying tetris. what the fuck anyways i do want to say when you go on the ghost tour in new orleans do the walking tour instead of the carriage tour it's way more in-depth and much more fascinating. I felt guilty doing the, the carriage tour, though. I will say uh, I went with my husband on this. And it's it's because of the horses, the little horses that, you know, I just felt super guilty. Okay, well, that's like an odd place to draw a line in the sand. Anyway... <laughs> Okay. Um, the one that struck us, the story that struck us the craziest was Delphine LaLaurie. I mean, we were obsessed with this lady after that tour. And I remember we went home and the next time we were both in the office, we were Googling and sending stories back and forth about her. I mean, Delphine LaLaurie. Her name sounds like a fancy psychopath. 
For sure. Well, and I, I had actually, I had never heard of her until the ghost tour. Nope. Um, no, not at all. So, but of course, I had never been on a tour like that either. So I guess I wouldn't have, I don't know. But um, however, what's funny is that a few years later, we would have heard her name anyway, because we were watching um, American Horror Story at the time. Yeah. And uh, Kathy Bates played her just the way I was imagining. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> so here's what I remember. We stopped in front of this beautiful mansion, all right, which you would not think anything of it when you see it other than its sheer beauty. But honestly, everything in the French Quarter has beauty to it, in my opinion. So I remember the guy telling us that the home was owned at some point by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, crazy Nicolas Cage. But he was in bankruptcy at the time, so the house was foreclosed on. You know, the house is six bedrooms. Seven baths, which, okay, I never understood that about houses. Why would you have more bathrooms than you have bedrooms? Just saying. Um, uh, powder room downstairs, maybe? Fair. Okay, you Guest win. Guest room? Okay, oh. fair. How do I think of that and you didn't? I have no idea. I'm drinking <laughs> wine. Let's blame the wine. Um, I'm almost so, done with my first wine. So. No, I just started. And I'm already tipsy. Something's wrong. I don't mm. know. Anyways, so, anyways, the house is six bedrooms, seven baths. It is 10,284 square feet. That's a big house, okay? Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Well, here's the funny, here's the funny <laughs> thing. So I went on Zillow to look up this damn house, right? It's listed, uh, what is, what do they call it on Zillow? The Zestimate. The Zestimate. They're Zestimating this house at only $590,000. Like, what? It looks like the last time the house was sold was in 2010 at $2.1 million. $2.1 million. So um, I couldn't find who actually owns it now, but that's a pretty big loss, if you ask me. Or it's yeah. a really big misstep by Zillow. <laughs> that's. I wonder if it's because of the history of it. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe Nicolas Cage trashed it. He is, like you said, he's a little, he's a little fucking nuts. So... Well, okay, so Delphine. All right, let's get let's talk about Miss Delphine. She was pretty good at hiding her crazy. She was a socialite who was well admired and, you know, was said to be really kind and gentle and essentially a courteous figure. She came from privilege, of course, shocking. But somehow she met a young doctor mm, who arrived from France named Louis Lalore. Louis Lalore. I mean, he sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> well, he knocked her up. Okay, super nice. Um, quite the scandal since Delphine was richer than he was. So he married her only after their child was born. I couldn't find out why, but they got married in 1826. Um, I kind of think this dude made her crazy, if you ask me, because her abuse of her slaves didn't begin until after she married this asshole. Well, of course he knocked her up. He needed to lock that <laughs> shit down <laughs> before she tried to take the money and ditch him. Right. However, I'm not sure I agree about her getting crazy after this guy. The severity of what she did and how well she hid it for so long, it really feels well rehearsed. So I guess I also question, like, I don't know. Would it be that she even owned slaves before this time? I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't oh, she see definitely that. did. Did she? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she's she owned him for did. a long time, but like her she, somehow she got away with this shit. Yeah, her family had. and uh, Anyway, so according to Vice.com, we did some research. Uh, residents filed complaints leading to investigations for cruelty to slaves. Uh, New Orleans had a unique laws, theoretically, protecting chattel servants more than in other parts of the Deep South. Um, in 1828, uh, 1829, and 1832, some say she began beating her daughters when they um, tried to feed the slaves 
Um, you know, although she put a kind face on in public. Aww. Um, now, I did more reading on her prior to all of her scandals. She was married two times before. Her first marriage was, she was pretty fucking young, actually. She was only like 14 years old. And she had one daughter who was born after um, her baby daddy died. Um, and then she married a businessman who, to which she had three daughters and a son with. But then that dude died. <laughs> what? Um, and then there, here's what's strange to me anyway, is she didn't marry again for 10 years. And um, how she, you know, that's how she ended up meeting this good old Louis LaLaure because, was because he was hired apparently to treat her daughter's spine that had a deformity. So tell me how. <laughs> I pay you to treat my daughter's spine and nine months later I give birth to your son. That's some magical doctor skills, if you ask me. <laughs> Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> that's a lot of kids. I mean, lot. maybe that's what drove her bonkers. I mean, I barely make it through life with three kids, let alone six. So yeah. maybe by the birth of the sixth one, she was just really ready to cut someone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, so she had two husbands that died before that. That seems sort of fishy to me. I mean, now that I now that I know the rest of her story, interesting like addition to the last marriage, though, is that apparently in 1832, seven years into the marriage to Louis, um, she petitioned for a and this is interesting how they said it back then, a separation from bed and board of her husband in which Delphine claimed that LaLaurie had treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. Who the fuck knows what that even means? Um, Right. I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, what do they call it now? Irreconcilable differences. differences. That's some California made up shit. Yeah, but it sounds like the same thing. (laughs) Um, These claims were, um, they were substantiated by her son and two of her daughters. And uh, I'm guessing maybe she just couldn't kill the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Vice.com also stated that Delphine apparently grew enraged with a 12-year-old slave girl. Uh, Leah or Leah, I don't know how you say her name, um, who tugged at a snag while brushing the mistress's hair. She chased the young girl around uh, with a whip and then um, the tween, I guess that's what we're calling her, the tween, chose to jump off the roof rather than uh, facing the thrashing she was going to get. Witnesses saw Lalore bearing the little girl's body, uh, her mangled corpse is what this actually says. Um, so they were forced to fine her $300 and make her sell her nine slaves. Womp womp. Uh, but they looked the other way as, wait, hold on, as they did in most slave cruelty cases. Shocking. Um, when LaLaurie and her, had her family members buy back her slaves, trans, she had them transfer them to her, Jesus, and compensated them for their expenses. I mean, So basically really? she got them back because she bought them back. Uh, <laughs> that. Okay, so for all the anti-cruelty laws and good degree of violence was tolerated. Ugh. So nobody would have recorded exactly what was going on in the LaLaurie household in the years before the fire that we'll talk about soon, uh, because it it all probably just seemed like your standard post-1811 slave punishments. Wow. That's crazy. Now, the fire Mm -hmm. is really where the shit did hit the fan. 
And I mean, mm-hmm. at that point, the abuse couldn't be ignored any longer. But uh, prior to this, I found this super interesting. The funeral registers um, from 1830 to 1834 show 12 enslaved deaths coming from the Lori mansion. That's 12 people in four years that died Jeez. in her mansion. Now, what's there's not really any details to how these people died. Um, but however, of those people, there was a, a woman named... And I think her name was Bonnie because there's no I in it, but I think it's Bonnie and her children who were aged 13, 10, six, and two. So tell me how an entire family just happened to pass away in the span of four years. Like shady shit, if you ask me. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so on, op- on, uh, on opera, what? Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Speaking is new for her. Speaking is new, too much wine. Sorry. Um, On April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out at the mansion on Royal Street, which um, began in the kitchen. So when the police and the fire marshals arrived, there was a 70-year-old woman who was chained to the stove by her ankle. So she was apparently the cook and said the fire was a suicide attempt because she couldn't live like that anymore. The woman also mentioned that slaves taken to the utmost room, so I'm guessing like something like an attic, Mm -hmm. they never came back. Yeah, so they pulled seven slaves out of that house that night, uh, which I do remember from the tour how gruesome um, the visual that this guy was telling us. It was pretty disturbing uh, how he talked. I don't remember. I don't know if you know or remember this, Courtney, um, when he was talking about how, like, when the police broke in and they were trying to get up there, like, the LaLaurie's wouldn't let them. They wouldn't unlock the door. That was not happening. Right. That's true. Um, and that uh, when they did finally get the door open, because it was chained like many, many times, supposedly, that this is just what the tour guide told us, okay? So don't crucify us if it's wrong. But the smell and the stench was so bad that a couple of the police officers actually had to walk away because they couldn't, they just couldn't take it. That's how bad it smelled. So, um, you know, I was not able to find the actual amount of slaves that the LaLaurie's owned in total, but it, ha- it seems to have been plenty, right? I mean, if you could just you know off 12 of them (laughs) and you still have plenty i think you're i think you're doing okay as far as that goes but um you know she had some slaves taken away before the fire like we said but somehow you know she got her friends to buy them back for her like i really wonder about these friends like how much did she pay them i mean she's really a sneaky bitch like that you know so you're right so seven slaves were found behind a locked door And so according to Wikipedia, these slaves were noted to be uh, more or less horribly mutilated, suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to another. Uh, There was also like were like some talk about like some sort of spiked collar that was on someone. Mm. Um, And also the separation from Louis didn't seem to stick because he was also there when the fire broke out and he was questioned in regards to the torture Wikipedia notes that his response to the line of questioning was um, some people had better stay at home rather than come to others houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. Sounds like a guilty like confession to me. Wow. (laughs) So the ghost tour, in my opinion, you know, it does embellish some of the stories. But of what we were told, you know, Miss Courtney and I, um, some of the stuff we were not able to find on the Internet. And so we're, I'm, I'm just going to tell you. So the one thing that we, we did that I like, it's emblazoned in my mind, um, that seemed to, you know, after the mob had like come in, cause there was a mob, 
apparently that came in after the house fire and everything because they were really pissed off at these people like how could they um but the police guarded the house you know from looters and angry citizens but those police officers apparently could hear you know hauntings they kept saying oh they think that the house is haunted they keep hearing things you know going on in the house as they guarded it so the moanings eventually stopped and then no one thought anything of it well many 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 years later the home had switched hands so many fucking times um at this point it was going to be turned into a school i don't remember if it actually got turned into a school or not but they were going to build it inside the home so now the guide told us um that during the renovations for that school, when they pulled up the floorboards, what they found was human remains. And to add to the gruesomeness of the story, they saw claw marks on the backs of the floorboards, which, you know, you can put two and two together. These slaves were put under the floorboards still alive um, and then died under there. And that's why the moaning stopped, right? So, you know, if you go back, police guarding, no more moans, you, you get the picture, right? It just eventually stopped. Well, um, I don't know how much of that story was actually really true. I'm not sure if I really believe it. I know she was crazy and cruel, but that seems like a lot of damn work to go through. And I think what she did to her slaves uh, was quite enough. So I'm hoping that that story is not true. That was a really chilling piece of the story that that guy told, that guy told us. And we never were able to find Mm-mm. anything on it. Um, and I've looked, so I don't know. Um so if anyone does have an article that clarifies that part of the story, we'd love to read it. <laughs> uh, so in the end, the Lori, um, the whole family, Lori and her entire family were able to escape from New Orleans and flee to France, where she basically self-imposed herself into exile. Um, she would have obviously been charged, possibly charged. Who knows? Because they don't really care about slaves. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, at one point, she determ- she was determined to return to New Orleans because she really didn't understand why she had to leave in the first place, which I find to be ironic. Idiot. Maybe she had dementia and they just didn't know what it was back then. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but her family stopped her. So and then her death is pretty unclear. The only thing is, is there is an um, it's unsubstantiated, but it's a story that she died in France during a boar hunting accident. <laughs> oh, shit. That bitch got bored to death serves her right (laughs) (laughs) so that's it at the end of the day we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together lipstick off our teeth keep the kids alive and enjoy every moment if you want to send us your mom stories or a crazy fucked up story that we would really enjoy reading (laughs) or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast please email us at moms who say the f word at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook and instagram with our handle at moms who say the f word and remember if you can't say something nice or you know some screwed up stories come sit next to us Don't forget to tune in next week. We promise we'll be here with a brand new episode. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out. (laughs) 